mattress is that? Ooh, that's just enough time to squeeze in a little nap. This baby is tired. Tiffany, no. Do not lie down. You gonna pass out. We should stay up and pregame. She can't pregame, Misa. She can't do it. She's pregnant. Well, we can still pregame, okay, Kelly? Make some drinks. Tiffany, don't lie down. When Molly gets here, I'll wake up so fast. She won't wake up, Misa. She won't do it. She's pregnant. Kelly, what's wrong with you? What? Okay, don't be mad. I thought we were going straight to Coachella when we got here. So I, I took an edible. The fuck, Kelly? You couldn't wait. It's not my fault. I timed it out perfectly. Blame Molly. Y'all got 15 minutes, okay? I'm getting dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing? Shut up. It's you. Bitch, I'm taking calls, no small talk. 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 Bitch, I'm taking calls. No smog. Yo, what is up, everybody? You are listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast, and this is the boob tube. We are recapping episode five, season three of Insecure. High like, and I'm just gonna start this off. This is the funniest fucking episode that they have ever goddamn it done. I don't I like Natasha Rothwell was in the writing room blessing this script with every ridiculous piece of shenanigan that she could come up with for Kelly to fucking do. Like, <laughs> this episode had me in tears. There is just so much side dialogue that you got to pay attention to. There's so much shit being said in the background. There's so... Did y'all see the Asian dude jump on the white guy's back during the be the before Beyonce brawl? Yes. <laughs> Nigga. It's so... That fucking... Yo, who took my other waffle stick? And that nigga like, you ate it back in the tent. Oh, you're right. My bad. Like, this whole episode was Natasha completely flossing Kelly. And the other girls are here. But, man, I swear to God, this woman need... Kelly need her own show, dog. Like, she just need the adventures in Kelly. The same way they do them little segments with the knockoff Martin show. They need to do that shit with just like glimpses into Kelly's regular life because she is a ridiculous, like lawyers are just crazy at this point. I'm just, I'm just going with lawyers are crazy. Cause she yeah. act like she don't be breaking no fucking laws and she know all the laws. <clears throat> she needs no drugs is what it looks like. He, she doesn't need a drop of them whatsoever. Okay. So let's, this this episode had me tripping. Like I just watched it again coming back from the screener. Hey, it is it is a mess, man. But this um I know that the rest I don't know. I'm sure Joy didn't watch this show. I know Twan hated this show. Me and Deidre watched way too much of it, but I still enjoy that shit. And I like seeing actors like Elijah, who is in a simple plan, continue to get roles after that shit. This was like that episode of girls each season where they all four just link up and take a trip and go do some crazy shit and a bunch of crazy shit happen oh yeah didn't they go to the hamptons with the gay with the gay group of guys yes with uh elijah (laughs) yep that was funny it's actually funny i i watched season one and two girls because i just wanted to see how the other half lives in brooklyn 
and it was a waste of my time, but I did watch it. <laughs> yeah, they always had like oh, these. Yeah. They always had like these girl kind of episodes where they would all just do some stupid shit. But for real, this one absolutely reminded me of this is like the nigga version of going to the Hamptons, going to see Beyonce. <laughs> and yeah, I mean Hamptons. Parties. Yeah, Beyonce is our Hamptons. I would definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's, it was cool, right? Because you don't get to see stuff like this on television. You don't get to see a group of black women go do some really black shit. And going to see Beyonce at Coachella is really fucking black at this point. Despite if the and white not, people cutting you in line and shit. And not even her, because like they even mentioned other artists. They were like, oh, we'll be here just for the scissors set. They, I think they mentioned Amine. Like, I was like, oh, y'all really gonna see all the black folk. I mean, which they're performing at Coachella, but artists that would never casually get name dropped on any other show it gets name dropped on insecure and i like too the fact of it wasn't oh we're all struggling to to buy tickets to go to coachella like that wasn't the episode like it was we got our shit together we're gonna have a good time we're going to coachella they did ask Issa how like she was affording some of this stuff and she was like she'd been saving because Kelly kind of hit her about being a Lyft driver. And she pulling bottles out the purse. And she also, you know, copped that Coachella ticket. So, but other than that, like, she really didn't press her. Kelly was just being mean because she had already took some, some, uh, some edible. Uh, edible. Right. <laughs> she was just being mean because she was high as shit. <laughs> Tiffany was like, so is this what you're going to be doing forever? Because, <laughs> like, if you're cool with it, I love it. Like, that's that. <laughs> my mom says that shit. My mom would look at you and be like, you like that shirt? And you'd be like, yes. She, well, I mean, if you like it, I love it. She says that shit all the time. Like, that's such a diss. <laughs> it's just a question. If you like it, I love it. I don't know nothing about shirts. I just put them on. I was like, mom, you slander. <laughs> slander hard. Your mom is everything, so. <laughs> she out here throwing sure super shade. She throwing shade. She always throwing shade. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so there's only eight episodes this season. So we have three episodes left. And I mean, we can wait to talk about it at the end, or we can just go ahead and have this discussion now. This this so Lawrence large. discussion, yeah. Uh, I guess we might we can talk about it now since it's brought up. There was a long ass what Vulture article about why Lawrence should not be, or why Issa shouldn't have brought Lawrence back. So you read that. No, I didn't read it. I just <laughs> okay. I think I read maybe like a paragraph, and I said, "Oh, I'm not going there because it's long as fuck." And I was like, um, "Y'all are doing too much." Question: Did a person of color write this article? That's always gonna be my first question. That now I didn't know because I didn't even look who wrote it. I just saw it on um, one of the boards that I perused, and I said, "Oh, oh, oh this is long. Um, it's not that serious." Mm-hmm. So, because I, I want to um, know. But okay, so what? What? How did you feel? Just, just off what you read, even despite it being too long. Oh, what did they say? I mean, they're pretty much. No, no. How did you feel? How did you feel about Lawrence being there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it's a real, it's a realistic thing. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've run into exes unexpectedly from whatever the case may, and I run a, you know, I've run into dick appointments unexpectedly at, at. you know, festivals around the city. Like, you don't, you know, unless you're stalking them to find them, like, that shit happens in real life. Like, you can't, you know, stop that. So, 
I mean, I think it's a realistic thing. You know, what she does with seeing Lawrence, you know, that'll be interesting to me if she has grown, you know, since leaving Lawrence, since now being more independent, you know, since, you know, dealing with Nathan, you know, just a different vibe. Like, it'll be different to see where that leads to, but I didn't see a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, uh, for me, I did not read the article. And oh, you saw it? I did see it. Somebody posted it on Facebook. So to clarify, the person who wrote the article is Angelica Jade Bastian. Bastian. I'm I'm fucking up your last name. I apologize. Um, I she's a black woman. Yeah, she's black. Yeah, I okay. don't care about how you feel. Insecure should develop their own characters at this point. I think Issa's creative team. And everybody behind this show has been able to give us a remarkably a remarkably great series for two and a half seasons right now. So if they decide that the story they want to tell is to bring Lawrence back, like Deidre just was saying, you run into your exes. That's not, they literally went to fucking Coachella. Like I'm sure a lot of niggas run into their exes before during or after Coachella within that vicinity right whatever the radius would be but I also just don't want to do articles where I'm saying you shouldn't do this with a character like who am I to tell somebody with a successful fucking show what they should be doing with the damn characters that they created and the storylines that they have created using those characters that's just not my fucking place Mm -hmm. I'm especially not gonna tell Issa Rae that because again Insecure is fucking amazing. And I think it has done a lot of great things for everybody that's involved in it. They all seem to be having fun doing it. Even though Twitter can be toxic as shit from that Laurentive side of the spectrum, the conversations that happen, a lot of them are good. Like they're good in their positive conversations. Fuck niggas gonna have fuck niggas shit to say all the time. So I don't pay attention to that bullshit anyway. And the whole Laurentive shit at this point is just some really sad nigga shit. Like, people who are begging for Lawrence to come back are mostly hurt dick niggas, and they've been watching this show like, oh, we can't connect with Daniel because, like, Daniel isn't Lawrence. And I'm kind of like, hey, so what are y'all here for? Y'all here just to see a nigga shine on television? Because Lawrence never really did that. I mean, that's not really what happened, bro. Like, if you was following a story instead of throwing your whole shit into it, making it about you from just this whole side of things, then... You would have been paying attention to the fact that one, all of these people on this show are fucked up. And two, Lawrence just ain't that great, my nigga. Like, I don't know why you idolize in his presence. It's so weird. Like, I mean, like it's it's one thing to see like the women say like Daniel Hive or Lawrence Hive for the simple fact of his how he looks or how both of them look, but like to see niggas deep in the Lawrence, like quote unquote Lawrence Hive, like they root for this nigga even through his fuck ups. It's just like, sir, <laughs> because you are Lawrence. That's that's what that is. I think the whole thing is an excellent piece of writing because they played it. You know, the whole after this season uh, two, people were asking uh, the actors and the actresses like, "Is Lawrence coming back? Lawrence coming back?" Them niggas are like, we ain't on the set. We ain't really know. You know, we ain't heard. No-. You know, they played it off so that they made everybody in the crowd with everybody who watches Insecure has mm-hmm. followed that relationship, 
has been in that relationship, we feel like we've experienced a relationship. And just like Issa on the show, we as a viewership have just gotten over Lawrence. And then boom, he comes back. And it's just like seeing your ex. You just think you have stepped past that person and you see it and you right back in that moment. So it's an excellent piece of writing because it put, it literally put us as the audience in those shoes. And that's how you, that's why you're getting all these hurt nigga think pieces right now. <laughs> right. And I mean, you know, and I think they even addressed it, you know, the after the, the, I don't know what they call it. The wine drinking, the wine down after show, it's called yeah, the wine down. down, you know, the fact of, you know, the, the age old tale that when, you know, you move on and you are interested or seeing or seriously dating somebody else, that's when the exes or that's when, you know, the fuck niggas you got rid of, that's when they decide to just pop up. And I mean, that's absolutely true. I can tell you countless times that happened, that has happened to me. So it, I mean, that's the thing I love about insecure is it is very realistic. Like it's not like some out of space, like this would never happen to me type situations that they have. Like these are like real life shit. And especially for our age group, you know, stuff that totally happened. So I'm glad that they put that in there. What about you, Joy? Um, yeah, I don't really care. Like, it is what it is um, at this point. And you guys have to excuse me. I'm not feeling well. I'm dealing with festival crud. So I'm <laughs> struggling. Um, when he came on the screen, I was just like, oh, wow. My, my favorite part was mostly Chad. Still sitting that <laughs> straw had me rolling because he's always messy. But um, I do find it interesting that they're in a reverse position since the last time they spoke. Because remember, when we first get introduced to Issa and Lawrence, Issa's the one who's the stable one in terms of a job and income and stuff like that. Lawrence the one be on his couch just like doing nothing, trying to, you know, have dreams and whatnot. Now the world's reversed. Like Lawrence ended that last season with employment at that tech company. Um, and Issa is now, you know, driving Lyft and trying to do other things. Um, but we'll see what she does. I think in a way it's supposed to be like a true test to see if she's actually grown or is she just lying about growth? Um, and I hope she passes because girl, why don't get entangled with Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I hope she, I mean, I hope she doesn't, but this, you know, you know, niggas and they feelings. So yeah. I'm sure. Well, no, I won't even say that. I'm sure it's it's not going to be like that because I could be wrong. We we won't know. We'll we'll have to see. But you and I like Nathan a lot more than I was expecting. I do. I really do like Nathan. Nathan's cool. He he is perfect for her as far as from what we've seen. I think he's perfect for her. They're both lost. They're both trying to figure shit out, and they both kind (laughs) of just mellow, being chill, and they both corny as shit. Like and he's supportive. Like yeah, low key supportive. But we'll see, because he keeps taking these breaks. And it's kind of like, what you doing, nigga? And he said he, he wanted to step it. back. But he yeah. clearly did He clearly wanted to get up in there. So that step back shit. You mentioned Chad. Um, so was, was it just me, or did anybody else feel like Chad's face when he saw Issa was the whole audience's face when we saw Lawrence? Because like he knew what was coming. So when we all see Lawrence, we all kind of made this face of like, we're probably making this face of like, oh shit, what's about to pop off? 
And that's exactly how he was sipping that straw. He looked at her like, mm-hmm, it's about to get hot. It's about to get real hot in the streets. <laughs> sip, sip. I was like, this nigga knew what our reaction was going to be before we had a chance to react. I think they did a great job, too, at the beginning of the episode showing uh, a dude from the Bloods, right? Yes, Brinshaw uh, Mall. This good line. I need to go to Brinshaw Mall. So showing him, and then they showed Chad in the in the um, you know on the on the bench and stuff. So they've been doing like these little callbacks to like the first season, and it's all been. I feel like it's all been kind of setting up. So you just be like, oh hey, so when you see Chad, you don't first instantly think Lawrence. You just like, oh, they done ran to Chad. Oh, we gonna see this nigga again. And then when you hear like. Oh hey, hey dude, look who over here. And you like, oh shit. So it was like all this stuff that was done to build that moment up to make it hit the way it did. And the way that people are reacting, it shows that the the, the writers had them, you know, they had them. They were like, We we can do whatever we want. We got y'all. <laughs> like y'all are invested in this show. Well, they did some things. So I know somebody had said that Issa clarified on a podcast that this season actually wasn't supposed to be about toxic masculinity, that that was taken out of context. But that came later after the season started, which I thought was interesting that you wouldn't have clarified that when that article came out. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe she did. And this person who told me just didn't hear it till then. But that's one side of it. The other one I thought was funny was the whole they put it out there that Lawrence was in there. And, you know, Jay Ellis said that he was like, I haven't really done anything with Insecure. And then after he said that a couple of weeks later, it was like, he's not on the show this season. They put that PR out there. So this whole getting people into this mind frame of it's cool because Lawrence is gone. Like, we're going to get to see her, you know, linking up with other new niggas. And they bring in this light skin or they bring in Daniel first and they continue that relationship and kind of show you why that relationship really shouldn't work. And then they bring in this Nathan dude. And it's like, it really is three different niggas. Lawrence, Daniel, and Nathan are not the same dude. So she has different right. interactions with all three of these guys. And everybody, I don't know if everybody, because I think you ladies love Daniel. So y'all miss Daniel. Y'all want to see Daniel. I mean, I would love to see Daniel. You know? I would like to see Daniel on a more personal reason. Right, right. But not on the show. Like, he's not good for Issa. I actually, yeah. my favorite of of all of them is absolutely Nathan. I like Nathan the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree too. Like I out of all the three, that's who I like together. So you have like that Nathan. and they, they kind of sucker you in with the whole Ferris wheel fuck. And you're like, look at that passionate Ferris wheel love that they making a top there when it's stuck and mm-hmm. that shit ran but out they of battery have to make power. Sure to say, oh, there was no condoms involved. I- well, not even I was I wasn't gonna say that, but more so like I the unsanitariness of a Ferris wheel. Nigga. <laughs> Bruh. Nigga. I listen, we we always have to have this disclaimer every week. Don't do this. Like this is we should just honestly just name the podcast, don't do this, because what they do on insecure is not conducive to real life. Do not fuck in a, a Ferris wheel. Like a little kid ain't gonna be in that joint next. That's Yo. disgusting. I mean, it's no different than these niggas fucking on park benches or don't. nothing else. And, and, and I am not promoting that, that neither. Let me make that clear. You will not hear that from me. Uh-uh. Anything in public, you are you are gonna be exposed to all of the nasties. 
So. And it, it very well lit. It's giving us a little moonlight tease with the purple. I love it. It's great. I, <laughs> I get it. And it, you know, I completely agree with what you're saying. But I'm also like siding with the fact of them just being able to fuck freely on television the same way that white people been doing on every damn series that ever comes out that gets a little raunchy. Like any fucking white show on Nip Tuck, like on, not on Nip Tuck, on FX, they are fucking all over the place. They fucking in the ceiling. They fucking in the grass. They fucking in the kiddie pool. They fucking in the alley. They back to fucking in the alley again after work. They fucking in the mm-hmm. trunk. They getting kidnapped. Okay. Then they fucking in the trunk when they kidnapped before they get released. Like it's just this unnecessary fucking, which which makes me want to kind of circle back around to the whole condom shit. We've had this conversation before, but flat the fuck out. Y'all gotta chill with this whole teppery of looking at sh- black women on shows and going, see that bitch ain't even use a condom. That shit is dry as hell. A bunch of you niggas got kids running around here because y'all didn't use a condom. A lot of you niggas is ghosting the pussy because you take the condom off. A lot of people don't fucking use condoms. As far as I'm concerned, niggas on television use condoms as much as motherfuckers use them in real life. So I don't understand what the fucking holdup is and why you can't sit and just enjoy Kelly's shenanigans for 27 minutes without looking at the Ferris wheel fucking going, ah, that bitch ain't even use a condom. Like completely ignoring what Joy just brought to light. The fact that you just shouldn't fucking the Ferris wheel, period, because it's just how you get the clap. Not from the fucking, from the fucking in the Ferris wheel. Yeah, I will say again, very well done and and uh, shot scene. And I agree, Lena Waithe, in the words of Jesus Amaro, was out here looking like a bag of milk for all those seasons on Girls. Nigga. And I had a problem with that too. I just want to make that very clear. I mean, because Adam's apartment looked like it had all of the the diseases in it too. Absolutely. <laughs> Allison Williams went to her ex's house a couple seasons later in girls and found out he was addicted to heroin and literally living in the slums and sleeping on a mattress he borrowed from a homeless person and she fucked him like i'm sorry y'all need to get this shit out of your head i'm not saying that black people need to stoop down to white people's levels but i am saying that what is being portrayed on this show is in our reality y'all all know that y'all got a bunch of little baby cousins running around this shit because niggas refuse to order a 48 count box of condoms off amazon for 12.99 so let's not even fucking front out here in these streets don't even do that yep. shit I will say, I feel like the condom talk has definitely slowed down after season two. No, like, I feel I feel like that has not necessarily been brought up in this season, unless I, and I could just be, I stopped watching Insecure Live just because, like, niggas like to go to bed uh, hmm. <laughs> and have work in the morning. Uh, but, I mean, if, if you're still doing a condom talk three seasons later, you gotta let that shit go, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it was just weird because it, it didn't happen until this scene. You know, like it kind of died down for a while. And then all of a sudden with this scene, it was just like, oh, where's the condoms? And it was like, no. Y'all, Y'all just, I need you, I need everybody to be more concerned about public sex in places where children are around. I want us to all be, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I want us to all be on one accord with that because that, <laughs> we can't do that. Or a place mm-hmm. where a bunch of adults are acting like children, Coachella. I mean, yeah, that's guys, that's, a, that's a Coachella Ferris wheel. Like, if you as a company don't scrub that down after, 
Like that's on you. But Twan, they probably right. don't. And you, and you should be scrubbing anything Coachella related into it because it's. You know they ain't scrubbing nothing. The Thank lady you. was high as fuck. That <laughs> right. What the? She was like, "Oh, I'm high." I was like, "Oh my god." Nigga, everybody was high. Like Coachella is a reason for everybody to get high. I think that's on the job description. Uh, carry things around. Work three hours in between shows. Get a free ticket for one of the days by your choice. And edibles. Lots and lots and lots of edibles, 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 my nigga, edibles. Because that's all these niggas was doing all day. Which I don't is know fine. if any of y'all have gone to Coachella, because I, I have a friend who's gone many of times, and she was telling me that, like, people be bringing their kids to Coachella. I believe Because it. it's, an open, it's an open park area, and I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. I believe it, though. I absolutely believe people bring their kids to Coachella, because people bring their kids to see Deadpool in the movie theaters. So I know them same niggas is taking their kids to see Beyonce. Yeah, I don't. I you. I Imagine do. bringing your young, your young white prince and seeing Beyonce do the Black National Anthem. You gonna be shocked in the wall. I be, I believe it. If mm. they bring them to all these other festivals, I believe it. I seen kids at the the DC uh, Weed Festival for sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure I seen kids out there. So, <laughs> I mean, you got to get them used to it early. That's what they do in other countries. So they don't become weed addicts, you know. And then that's a gateway drug to doing cocaine and heroin and speed and all that other stuff that kills white people in high numbers. Keyword white. Mm, I, I didn't just... say that. You said that. You said that. Mm. Not me. The white math, Molly. Was it me? <laughs> Wasn't me. All right. So, who do y'all want to talk about first? Uh, Molly, Tiffany, Kelly. Which one? Let's do uh, Kelly. You want to do Kelly first? Do the fun. Do the best person on this damn show. Oh, Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, I've said this every week. Kelly's the best damn thing that has ever happened to the show, and I stand by it. Kelly is hilarious. Kelly is ridiculous. Kelly is mentally unstable, but mm-hmm. Kelly is always a good time. Like, a great friend to have, especially to go <laughs> to random places with. <laughs> I just love that. Did she dropkick that white girl? <laughs> did she dropkick her? <laughs> well, she kind of football tackled. Oh, okay, yeah. Dragged her. Yeah, I... she literally, like, grabbed her by her back and just threw her on the floor. She fell like a board. That was Jesus wild. Christ. Even she was surprised by how long the fall was. She was like, oh, shit. Like, when she hit the ground, it was, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, you did that. You did that. But she was high, so she forgot she did it and continued to fight. My thing was, there are certain scenes with Kelly and this shit that just don't make no fucking sense, dog. She showed up to that pool party in jeans, a black shirt, and a, a little, like, like a linen wrap type of material. I don't know what you women call that. It's what Japanese women seem to be wrapping themselves in. She shows kimono. Me. There you go, but it's not a kimono because like Ashley has one. I just don't know what that shit is called. It looked like it looked like a black woman cape, but I don't really know what it is. Oh lord, <laughs> a shawl. I don't know. There you go, a shawl. I'll go with shawl. And she shows up in this, and she looks at the pool, and she goes, "I want to get wet." And I'm like, "Not with all them fucking clothes on." You knew you was going to a pool party. Why are you fully decked out from foot oh. from ankle to neck in clothing? You're not getting in nobody pool, dog. I'm glad you brought this up because as they were walking up, I was like, "Why is Kelly in jeans?" I was like, "Issa in shorts, uh, Molly in a cute little like flowy harem pant combo, like wide leg pant with a little crop top." I was like, "Tiffany pregnant." I was like, "But why are you wearing jeans?" I'm glad you said it because I was gonna say Tiffany and pregnant because she, she that's what she was wearing. She's wearing pregnant. She really was, yeah. 
But and then you look at Kelly and she she's going shopping. <laughs> like she's going to the mall or something. She ain't going to a pool party. No, absolutely not. But the weed told her to wear that. She wore that shit to Coachella too. I know she was hot. I don't care what nobody say. I know she was hot. Oh yeah, I agree. She was hot as shit. Like everybody Desi else's shit. Nigga. Everybody else's shit is letting air through. Okay, her is that- <laughs> Yeah, and as a fellow big girl, listen, we need breeze. I know, girl. Yeah, something to breathe. No tightness. No tightness. Everything needs to be airy. Mm-hmm. Circulation. She got the best Apple. quotables this episode, dog. Like I, the first, the first funny thing she really said that that just broke me was when she was high and Issa was talking to Tiffany. Was like, please don't go to sleep because then I have to wake you up. And Kelly came back in. She was like. She can't. She can't. She was so serious. Because she's pregnant. She can't do it. She's pregnant. You can't wake up, Issa. She won't wake up. Because she pregnant. She didn't even look at Issa. She was just looking out the window saying all of this, too. Because she's pregnant. <laughs> she was dead ass serious. Like, she, she was looking out into when the fucking she... abyss. Like, life was over. Like, there was nothing else to live for. She, she can't do it. She's pregnant. When she laughed, and then told herself to stop laughing. She's like, shut up. That's you. Nigga, shut up. That's you. And that, that's how I knew that was a great edible. She was on. <laughs> My nigga. Like, she said she timed it. She said she timed I mean, it. If, if they went straight to the show, she would have had it perfectly. So they missed Friday, then, is what I'm assuming. They completely missed Friday because yeah, they because, all yeah, passed it wasn't out. Sweet. They're waiting on no, Molly. Yeah, because Molly, Molly was supposed to get picked up, but she said she wasn't going. So she threw the schedule off. Well, no, she said she was coming, and then she said she'd be there in two hours. And Tiffany sat down to take a nap, and yeah, and then, like, Kelly took a nap. They were going to go straight to the junk. Like, oh, okay. And they, was, they said they waited for Molly. So that's why she said, I had it timed out. We were supposed to be in in front of a stage. So the next day when they woke up, did y'all notice that uh, Kelly fell asleep on a box of Popeye's chicken? Go back and watch that episode. She had an absolute number three value box from Popeyes. Her face was in it. I did see that. Because Issa was in, still in her clothes. Like she got dressed and literally laid down. <laughs> I did see that. Okay. She has so many fucking lines. When she hit Tiffany with that, it's 80 40. And Tiffany looked at her like, that math ain't right. And she was like, girl, it's overlapping. I know math. <laughs> no, no, ma'am, you are completely fucking wrong. They had the other line when she said "responsiboring," and I was like, "She's just saying shit now." She don't like all of this is just Kelly talking, and then the fucking the line at the pool party when she was like, "I'm gonna fuck him, I'm gonna fuck him, I'm gonna fuck her," and Tiffany was like, "Girl, you tripping?" She said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, Janelle Monae made it okay." Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I remember hearing that, and I was like. When she said, I'm going to fuck her, I was like, oh, that's dope. If Kelly, she was like, Janelle. I was like, okay, well, I thought it was going to be a touch of moment. Never mind. That was my fault. Yeah, Kelly had oh, some amazing just fucking moments this episode. When Annette, I like that Molly scared away the little dude when he so tried to So you know to who that is, right? Who is that? That was that was my young babe. That was Gallant. Oh, I didn't know that. That was Gallant. They gave him the E? Oh, they gave yeah, her Molly? With the, with, uh-huh. With the um with the blue jacket. That was I absolutely line. did not recognize this nigga. That's what he looked I like in real life. I said, oh, he looks so familiar. And then when I watched it again, I said, that is Young Bay. 
That's Gallant. So Gallant, like big girls, because he absolutely was like, no, Molly can chill. I don't do crazy women. And I I promise you, (laughs) Kelly broke his ass at whatever tent they went to when she just left. Because she kept talking about she was going to fuck tonight. She said, I'm going to fuck somebody. And she dragged his little ass away. I was like, Lord, she's going to break that boy. (laughs) You are forgetting the best quote of the night. When homie introduced, like Molly introduced him uh, herself to him, she's like, "I'm Molly." He says, "So does that make me Percocet?" Oh, oh God! <laughs> that- yeah, Molly did not get that what? shit. She was like, "Huh?" <laughs> but I, I was just like, "God!" Like, I felt awkward for him because she looked at him crazy, and I was like, "I was looking at him crazy from the screen." Like, why would you say that? That was not funny. Don't do that. Uh, uh, he's young. <laughs> I, I, I chopped that up all these young niggas, mm-hmm. like you know. Oh Lord. Kelly broke yeah. him. So he won't say no more. He won't be saying no more corny shit. She always finds some random nigga to break at a party somewhere during one of these albums where they all together. Just some little nigga. What happened to the leather jacket nigga? The one that she brought the jacket for season two. Oh, yeah. What happened to him? Like literally she got fingered underneath the table. <laughs> nigga. She is a hot ass. When she got tased, did y'all see her tasing acting? That shit was fucking terrible. <laughs> She was like, oh, shit, shit, mm, shit, mm, oh, oh, don't remember me she like this. Did she peed on herself. Yeah, she, wow. she, she said, oh, I peed on myself. Remember me different? I was like, I yeah. hate her. <laughs> 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 but just just go back and watch the scene while she's getting tased. She's oh, mm, shit, shit, fuck, shit. I'm like, nigga, that's not what happens when people get tased. <laughs> Oh my God. My favorite part was she woke up and she like, oh, I thought it was hallucinating. I think I imagined that I got tased. Everybody looked at her like <laughs> Molly and Issa. <laughs> Molly and Issa looked at her like, I'm not telling her shit. No. <laughs> and nobody told her either. They nobody, like, mm, nobody corrected okay. her. Because <laughs> she ran away and she's like, why I smell like, I smell like piss. piss? Yeah. <laughs> why I smell like? And then Molly looked at her again with the girl, you don't remember. You got way too high last night. There's the other one where uh, when they all, when Issa showed back up at the house after they got kicked out of Coachella and Kelly is on the couch like flipping the channel, but she's every click is the click of death for whatever channel she's changing it to. And she's talking, talking about it was residual tase, and that's why she was mad at Issa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she, she was curled up like an animal. <laughs> they got back in the corner. Like, oh, uh, she, she was amazing. Like, I, I, I want to, I want them them to bring her on more episodes but i also don't because i love when she comes in it's it's so great i think if i saw it's, her all it's, the time, there's it something was... special about her just being yeah. there when she's there yeah like like when she's there you just like oh my god this is gonna be great and then you ain't gonna you're gonna see her for like five minutes but we got like a whole half an hour of her and it was wonderful am i tripping or did she yell at that white girl you oat milk drinking bitch before she pulled she her did. yeah she did okay she did. <laughs> First timers. Oh my God. Oh, yes. <laughs> when you want to keep us out here in the field. That's what you want to do. You want to keep us in the field. <laughs> like, that's what you want with us. <laughs> oh my God. She she's fucking amazing, man. Like, I'm trying to make sure we don't miss nothing from her character, but there's just so much. There's no way we could cover it. There's still a bunch of little side stuff. When um when Gallant asked Issa if she wanted to do some uh I guess she did E. Oh no, she wanted to do Molly too. Uh if you look in the background when they have the camera like placed on Issa's face, is she gonna take it or not? 
fucking Molly and Kelly are looking at Nathan going, tell her to take it, tell her to take it, tell her to take it, because she ain't never <laughs> done Molly before. I'm like, bruh, these these are the worst friends ever. They know East ain't never done this shit before. She about to be high as fuck. Because Nathan didn't know if he wanted to tell her to try it or not. He was just kind of like, if she wants to, she can. And they was just egging that shit on. Like, they kept egging it on. They was like shaking they their took heads. It. And clearly, well, Molly hadn't taken it before. Because even the Asian guy had to tell her, like, no, you can't lay down. Like, you'll pass out. Remember, she was like, I'm so tired. I felt bad for him. He's, he, yeah, is, he was cute too, but he was. was. We should call him the. He's like, oh hey, Asian friend. When I spoke to your black friend, I was like, Molly, no, right. <laughs> no, let's not be racist. Molly, Lawyer. don't know about it. Like, <laughs> Madam, I was just like, girl, you cannot say no. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yes, lawyer, you can't say those things. Asian dude Hilarious. is the best wingman ever. You know, he always gets stuck with the Mollies when they all go out to meet women. And honestly, he's the cutest of the two, so that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. He's the nicest, though. <laughs> that's what it is. He's just so chill yeah. and nice. He's like, oh, you he got problems? Get, put all her dead weight on him. He's like, you got problems, girl? Tell me. I'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is ridiculous. Um, oh, Molly. I think that's all the Kelly I had. Anybody had any more Kelly? Because we can move on. I think that was all the crazy Kelly. Saw the Kelly. She, was... she did tell Issa she was gonna fry her when she was banging them damn pants. Bro, which did you know? Did you know what the reference for that was? No. Bad, Bad girls girl club. club. Oh, oh shit! I can't sleep because yeah. of me. Don't jump I remember. You don't... <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that joke. I do now that you brought it up. Yes, absolutely. If I can't sleep, yeah. ain't nobody gonna sleep. Yes, I remember that shit. God, I miss Bad Girls Club. She said, I got too much sleep because of y'all. She said, I got too much sleep last night. (laughs) Yo, that skipping through the house, smacking them fucking pants together is some of the greatest shit I've ever seen Issa do on this show. Oh, that shit was great. Yeah, she was lit. (laughs) So, okay then, I guess Molly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It starts off. (laughs) Sorry, I'm done with Molly. (laughs) I mean, she starts off fucking up. <gasps> because I've been there when you trying to when you trying to impress the big, you know, the big man and you be like, "Oh, I'll do it." And then you quickly regret like, "Why did I sign up to do this project? I don't want to do it." <laughs> I've been there. So that was funny, but the what took me out was when Shorty while high, I was really trying to do those edits and type on the computer. Nigga, yo, and she was and she was typing like a muppet, like she was just no. typing like animal. She she was typing like that gif of the monkey. Yes, just banging, she was just banging on the bitches, like racking I gotta, up. She's like, I gotta get it here. I gotta make the correction. Did y'all like, see I'm, while she was typing? I'm pretty sure you're not typing nothing. Issa came over. Issa was like, Molly, stop typing, and she looked at Issa <laughs> for a good five seconds straight in the face and continued did not typing. miss a beat. <laughs> On that keyboard, and I was like, she typing shit. Isn't that crazy? Like in that scene, Issa was the like sane one. I just uh, love that whole one out of all of them. The, Tiffany in the fucking closet. Like I love the weed, baby. I love that whole fucking scene, dog. She grabbed a laptop and screamed and like slammed it down on the couch. I was like, yes, this is this is what Coachella is all fucking about. Everybody losing their goddamn mind. She said, I'm not a lawyer, but I know this is right. Yes. <laughs> I, know this is right. <laughs> I think 
like, nigga, she ain't typing oh, shit. <laughs> I can't remember what, I cannot remember what movie it was I was watching, but they did like a drug to keep them up all night and they did too much. And they typed like a 27 page paper that they thought was like the most Nobel Prize, prize know, winning piece. I know piece. what movie you were talking about that in the paper was Nigga, he went back and read it. It was like, blah, blah, the gat, red ketchup, hello, hello, hi, blah, blah. I was like, nigga, yes. That's what you typed last night while you were high as fuck, okay? That, that's what I remember for this whole scene just connected with that. I, I get tired of seeing Molly in the fucking boardroom, dog. I'm starting to think she's not a good lawyer. And I feel bad because it's like I didn't realize she might not be a great lawyer till they put her around other established black lawyers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, look at her doing mailroom stuff when she got an office. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if it's too because she's such like being the brown nose, like she feels like she's. Cause this, it can't be like, cause she always keeps referring to like the older firm that she was at and how, you know, they did this, they did that as if she was like top tier there. So I can't see them being subpar. And then you come to this black law firm and it's kind of like, Oh, you know, look like the dumb one out of everybody. She celebrated when she got that first initial email after turning in her work, like the big, Poncho gave her at the company gave her an A on a paper. That's what she was acting like. She was like, "Oh, they just gave me a thumbs up," and I'm like, "You realize that's a one click away emoji, right? That takes little to absolutely no fucking effort on anybody's part." And part of selling yourself in an environment like that is your confidence. Her confidence is shit. She is just she's overdoing it every for the littlest things. It bothers me so much to watch because I just didn't see this lack of confidence, not to this degree, when she worked at the other company. And now this, like, need to prove herself when nobody has asked her to go above and beyond. It, it just, I'm, you just digging yourself deeper. Mm-hmm. And you almost, and you fucked up your Coachella doing this. Like, or almost fucked up your Coachella and then having no relation to what actually fucked up her Coachella, fucked up her Coachella. I just, <laughs> and that, do, that Torian dude, man, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for her to fuck this kid. I swear to God, it's going to happen. Hell. I'm telling oh you it's going to happen. I'm telling you this shit going to happen. It is. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sorely disappointed because she like out of every, but then again, remember, uh, rail, he was technically working with her. Was that her coworker? He was like working on a case or something with her, I thought. Maybe they were just friends. I can't remember exactly what their relationship was. Yeah, it might have been a case at the Chicago firm. So maybe it was like a a partnering firm with the older firm she was at. Yes. Mm. Yep, that was it because he told her to come there. There's like she may she may be cooler there. I think the the brother to white ratio was different at his company. So that's why Mm -hmm. she got the idea to join a black one just where she lives at currently. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I feel bad because yeah, that was the nigga she needed. That that really, Rail right. would have been a good nigga for her, but she wouldn't have been a good person for Rail. So I kind of am happy. Hell, Stanley K. Brown would have been a good nigga for her, and she was like, uh, "He's too boring." 
was like, but you're going to go with Dro, who looks like a whole cartoon animal? Uh. <laughs> Somebody said that nigga looked like a seahorse. Nigga. <laughs> oh, my God. My nose just started. <laughs> she said my nose just oh started. Oh, my God. Running. Uh, yeah, I, I, I felt, I, again, I, I feel like that's a win for Sterling K. Brown, not getting stuck with Molly. <laughs> Cause she just don't know has issues like Molly as much as, you know, they talk about Issa and, you know, Issa's issues, Molly, you know, professional wise. I mean, I guess like, you know, yeah, she makes enough money that she can get, you know, her dog a massage, you know, but like personally, like she has some internal issues that she needs to work out and, mm. God, and want... she is, but all she's doing is is uh, coding her therapist's pocket. She, she ain't fucking talking to nobody. But she, say, but then you, li- but then she therapy, whines but... and complains about her being lonely to Asian guy. So you know, oh. it's just like she need a uh, Molly before yeah. she go to therapy. Then <laughs> she need to be Molly. Molly squared. needs to know how to be by herself and be comfortable with herself without being with a nigga. We're going to be in insecure season 20 by that time. Because <laughs> you can't tell her nothing. Like, the whole way right. that she got to where she is in her position at any law firm account is that drive, that same drive and determination that will not allow her to function at full Molly percent without being up under some nigga despite the direness of the situation. That just is her. You can't mm-hmm. tell her shit. You, you can't. really can't. Like, absolutely not. Because, like, the drove thing should have been an instant, like, oh, this will be messy and no fucking good. But because, you know, she was semi-attracted to him and she was lonely, she dealt with it. And then she caught feelings. And it's just like, you could have avoided all this foolishness but just leaving it alone. Yeah, um... So I'm I'm gonna assume that one of those white people stole her jacket that she put on the ground to hold her space. She didn't care about that jacket. But somebody was stepping on it. I mean, it was on the ground, but she somebody took it because she couldn't find it. And I love that every time she remembers that she has a jacket during the episode, she asks, "What happened to my jacket?" Like even when she had the house in the apartment, she's like, "What happened to my jacket?" And I'm like, "Nigga, you asked that same question an hour ago. That jacket is gone." <laughs> A Beyonce fan got Beyonce to sign that jacket. That jacket is gone, nigga. You ain't never getting that jacket back. Because, you know, it was so smart. Oh, what drugs can make you do? Just lay that shit out. I'm saving this for everybody. This is for my friends. Like, ma'am. And she literally did that shit when you walk in a circle and try to stretch people out. But you're doing yeah. it when ain't nobody there. I, I need people to understand this. If you're going to go to a festival and you plan to stand in front of the stage when a big artist come out, you are not going Moving. to hold a spot. You are Moving. out of your fucking mind if you think that 30-some thousand people are going to be able to allow you to hold a fucking spot at the front, nigga. At the front? You are tripping absolutely fucking tripping and it's just annoying i'll take your spot on purpose if i hear you say you holding a spot i will slide right in that shit and i dare you to ask my big ass to move (laughs) 
Yeah, that's any concert. If you're standing, you're not holding nobody's stuff. Like, that, it is annoying as hell. It's like, get a fucking seat. Like, if there's seats, that's what the seats are for. If not, stand in the back. If y'all want, because, you know, it irks my nerves when, yeah, especially when you have niggas that got to go back and forth because they got to get drinks and shit. And it's just like, you're not getting back in that same spot. Nah, and I've had and white girls try, try to squeeze through. stand by the fucking bar. Nope. Ashley told me about something you did at the Coca-Cola factory and she tells me at least like once a week where you reached or or at not maybe at the Coca-Cola jump somewhere where y'all went to eat or something and you reached over a girl who was trying to get every drink. Oh no, that was the Coca-Cola thing. Yeah, like bitch, move your fucking ass. Like so <laughs> towards the end of the Coca-Cola like you know they have like the world of Coke where you can drink around the world and like you know they have a section off by continent and then like but each continent has like maybe about five sodas and they're the same five sodas like around this like like cylinder and i want to say so there's maybe like four sections of five and like it's supposed to be you 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 drink and you move like that's that's pretty much the rotation and i mean even when it's crowded you might have to wait a little bit but never to the point of like okay it's uncomfortable but this bitch, her and her man, they're literally standing there. It's people around, like, trying to maneuver to get stuff to, you know, try, but they're blocking everything. And I, yeah, I politely put my hand and my arm right in front of her fucking ass and got something to drink. And it's like, you need to motherfucking move. And then she looked at me, and I was ready for, to get giving her the, a curse out. But, you know, they, they moved. But it's just like, <laughs> bitch, move your fucking ass. Sometimes you annoying. Gotta, sometimes you just gotta remind white people that they're doing very white things, and I feel like yeah. Beach's way is the best way to do it. I'm mad. Actually, remember that. <laughs> remember it. She talks about it like every at least twice a week. No, she's, she's not. like, granted, you don't understand. I, we'll, I'll be like, so did you see what happened in uh, you know, in Puerto Rico today? Ashley be like, yes, that's terrible. But Brandy, you had to be there because when Deidre put her arm in front of that woman, I'm like, wait, when, when did we start talking about this? <laughs> When did we start talking about this? It just came up. Okay, cool. Let's go. Let's let's talk about it again. Oh, it had a hell of an oh, yeah, impact. Yeah, I was waiting for her to say something, but you know. Yeah, it's not much to deal with Molly in this episode, though. That was pretty much it. Um, she does not know how to fucking take a break. She just doesn't. No. So we'll see how that works out for her in the next episode of Molly Can't Get It Right. <laughs> um, so Issa I want to save Tiffany for last because uh, the show did Issa I, I gotta did she make that sweater that she had on the college sweater at the, the beginning of the episode when she was um, being Molly's assistant getting her shit yes <laughs> it looked like it looked like a, it, it was cut out like okay I liked it I thought it was I thought it was cool it had I her own little cute. style to it it was cute on her she has the shape for it so I thought it was cute on her mm-hmm. Issa was wearing a whole bunch of crop tops I was here for it mm-hmm. I liked it she had a college thing going on so I think the show opened with that and then at the end she had a shirt on that said a mind is a terrible thing to waste and it was I think United Negro College Fund and that was when she met Lawrence so yes Issa always has great shirts she does. She balls out. So she's gotten lift. Like she's reclaiming her lift driving, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. She's taking it seriously. She prepared. She went back out there. You know, she had a rough fight in the back seat, but she went back out there. She keeps water bottles and bags for nigga, for white men that want to get in her car and throw up. 
She has decent conversation with weird passengers, other passengers. She embraces uh, black uh, gay love, pride love, which I thought was awesome. That they she's also mm-hmm. cute that they put that in this episode. Oh, I love your playlist, girl. That was cute. <laughs> which is a call to this episode because the playlist for this episode is fucking fire. fire. Yeah, it was good. That blunt song good. been stuck in my head all day. That's a girl blunt. I was mm-hmm. like, nigga, where I need to go find this. Yeah, whoever is finding these songs are, are great. <laughs> they they definitely did it. Uh, she had her whole Beyonce or bus thing. They had the Kev show with the whole um, this nigga jumping out <laughs> the casket, <laughs> talking about is did somebody say repass? <laughs> and why why the fuck does uh, it's Bill Bellamy right? Why does Bill Bellamy mm-hmm. chase shuffle hop chase this nigga? I did not understand that either. That shuffle jig chase he does. What is that? And the, I don't know. I just know that nigga went back inside the cab. Yo, when he jumped up and landed perfectly <laughs> in that bitch and shut it. First of all, I was like, this nigga ran track. Because <laughs> that nigga completely cleared and landed perfectly. I wonder how many times they shot that for him. I, I hope he got it right the first time. Because I know that shit hurt. Man, Ooh. if you get it wrong... Mm. Concussion. Yeah, but that was funny. So that episode should be available on uh, at insecure.com or HBO, whatever. They'll have their own website for that series. They've been keeping up with the show just like they did with the other one, Do North. And yeah. then like she really just wants everybody to have fun. So what do you what do y'all think was like really going on with her this episode besides just having fun? Like I know we know that she got to be stressing about the not having a job situation. Well, we know because she told Nathan about it. So, mm-hmm. like, did y'all feel like she was fronting at the whole beginning of this episode? Not fronting, but kind of kind of trying to have fun despite being in the situation that she's in? Uh, I mean, I got, like, I think right now she is probably a mix of emotions for her. So I think part of it is, yeah, like, you know, like, oh, shit, I just quit my job. You know, like that realization of that part and like stressing like is was this the right decision to do you know am i gonna be home like you know like all those all those negative things that you would think about when doing something that drastic and you know that you know spur of the moment but i think also in a sense too is like she's maybe to me felt a little bit excited for like the possibilities of what could happen. Cause you know, she also has talked about Nathan with Nathan about, I don't know if she was serious, but it felt like she was like the whole, like, why can't we do a Coachella in Inglewood? The Coachella? You know, Inglecella. Yeah. Or whatever no, she no, called it. She called it Coachella, like for black yeah, people. Like Cocoa Coachella. But I could see her, you know, putting on something like that because I even remember, I think it was maybe, I don't know if it was a, previous episode or episode before where she was drawn with to the group of um individuals i was working with kids and music yeah so um you know i can see her doing something like that so i think it's just the mix of you know not knowing what's going to happen but then also the fact of what i could be doing now that i don't have the burden of being in a job that i don't like doing you know i can find maybe you know this will be good for me where i can start doing things, you know, or doing the goals that I want to do. Yeah, I feel like they've alluded to her taste in music because that, even in the the list, this is the second time somebody was like, yo, this is a really dope playlist. Mm -hmm. So I think they're alluding to the fact that, like, 
music is her passion and she it's not just just the passion she actually is very knowledgeable of it so if she ever wanted to do like a coco cello which is clearly like a cute little riff on like an afropunk or something like that then it could it could happen i do drink like she was high as shit when she did it but she never raps in front of people she never talks about these things in front of anybody girlfriends or you know past boyfriends so it took her to have you know take a molly to do it but the fact that she even did it you know with nathan is something really special that that is growth mm-hmm. under the influence but you know at this yeah, point I so. everybody needs a little push because she was like oh wait like remember she was rapping then she stopped herself <laughs> and then he was like hmm. he gave you know that that corny little one-liner but um smile yeah, like I, I Chris, with finesse. molly she felt really comfortable it's good to see her not have to hide some of those insecurities with him. Mm-hmm. Like that's how that's who she is. She's quirky. So And he is too, so Yeah. It just it really does work. And I like the fact that he was very supportive of that. Like he told her like the first, you know, name was no, that's not a good name because it wasn't. It was but you know <laughs> he he supported the idea. He supported the second, you know naming of the of the festival because i i do think that is a good idea for her to do you know so we like nathan right now how did y'all feel when nathan said his whole um you know i felt like i was being too coming on too strong as his excuse of not like hitting her up he sounded sincere it it looked and sounded sincere, and that's pretty much what I'm paying attention to because he has this weird kind of like adorable kid look that he does. When she asks him stuff, he kind of whoa. Um, do you ever ask like a, a teenager a question and they don't want to answer it, so they just mm, oh mm, um hmm. He does that with her. He when she showed up to the pool, he was like, Issa. I was like, that nigga look goofy as fuck right now. He was happy to see her. He was elated. Cause he could have, like, even when he, you know, I guess apparently he wasn't gonna go, but then he ended up going. So he could have just not told her because you figured, like, oh, it's all these bitches. It's Coachella. I can just show up and not tell her. You know, so it doesn't feel like I'm tied, but you know, he told us, like, as soon as he was going or got there, like, you know, we're going, we're going to be here tomorrow. You should come through. So, yeah, I agree. I think it was sincere. I really do think it's sincere. Even when he, um, like, later on that night when he wanted to come in the house and she kind of pushed him out. Well, she was like, I got to deal with these because it's not about to be, This is all. this is all my fault. You know, this night going down like this and them not getting to see uh, Beyonce. And, and let me just be 100. Like, y'all, my niggas, like, I love y'all. I really do. If y'all get kicked out of Coachella. Not I my am, damn problem. Yeah, I, I am not not seeing Beyonce because y'all got kicked out for drop slamming a white girl. I'm just not. I, I applaud your efforts. It'll be a great story to hear when I get back. But. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and get this. I'm not doing it for. I'm not leaving for Beyonce. I'm not leaving Solange. I'm not leaving Scissor. I'm not leaving No Name. I'm not leaving Childish. There's a really long list of niggas that go to Coachella that I'm not leaving to come back with y'all because y'all got y'all wristband snapped. 
or right. snip. Right, and I definitely won't say it's my fault that y'all got kicked out, huh? Hmm. I'm not y'all babysitters, y'all grown motherfuckers. Because best believe, if Kelly, if it was Issa and it was them three that got kicked out and Kelly just so happened to be the one that didn't kick out, um, she's staying. You know she was. <laughs> she tried to run she's back like, I'll in. I'll see y'all later. Like, she legit tried to run back in. <laughs> like, ma'am, I know you ran marathons last season, but no. Well, technically, she didn't run. (laughs) (laughs) She automatically went to the finish line. Oh, God, Kelly is so great. (laughs) I hear her. I didn't understand why Issa thought it was her fault, though. That's like. Yeah, like, I didn't get that either. They all fucked up on their own. They all took the Molly together. They did their own high shenanigans shit. I didn't understand why she felt it was her fault and why she needed to fix it. And maybe that has something to do with the bonding scene at the end between Tiffany and her in the car. Cause they both seem to have this, I'm trying to keep us together thing. Yeah, going, like keep this friends together thing going on. Tiffany is worried about that falling apart. And Issa seems to also be worried about this happening because she's trying to make it, she's trying to make Coachella like the great grand finale of girlship that they got going on. Right. This needs to be perfect. And we're going to have fun and we're going to do this and y'all can't sleep. And come on, y'all, we a family. We this, we that. And she's like, and then she sees Nathan and it's like, I'll be back in, in two hours. Yeah, that, that's why she, that's why she felt bad because she uh, had this whole, she had this whole trip plan. Remember she had it down. She had that whole itinerary. She did about what they were going to do. And then she get a text from Nathan and all that changed. And then, at that point, when they're all like, we're going to keep this spot, we're not going to go off. She's one of the ones that just one of the first ones to go off and not come back. So she kind of blames herself for her going over here, then all of them kind of falling apart. So she kind of felt like she I mean, was supposed to be the glue at Coachella. She's supposed to be the glue. I don't know if she, if she was supposed to be the glue, but she she kind of took charge of some stuff. Like I'm like we gonna do this. We got this whole thing planned and everything like that. And then I just up and left my. And this is and this is supposed like I said get, supposed to be a girls trip. We supposed to be going there to go see Beyonce, us the girls, and then dude give me a text and I'm off with the dude mm-hmm. for for a good while and let, you know fucking on Ferris wheels and I shit. Like that. Yeah, I mean I get it, but then you know again y'all grown. Y'all could have still saw Beyonce I, without me. Y'all was taking them gummy edibles like to the head. Yeah. And then, you know, I think Tiffany, she's just having what a lot of people our age have, like, like I want to stay, I want to keep my friends, I want everything to be the exact same, but I'm going through, like, significant life changes. And Yeah, it's, it's thing, different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing you got to realize is that, like, it's going to be different. And it doesn't necessarily mean different is bad. But if you have a kid, we're not going to be hanging, we're not going to be doing the same stuff that we did before you got you you have responsibilities you have an entire life that is depending on you to be right and okay you know what i mean so it is going to change but it kind of brought up that tiffany even though she's cool with all them she still feels like an outsider so if she does have a baby and she can't do this thing she's going to lose these people that's her biggest fear yeah Cause I mean, yeah, it is going to change. Like you made the decision. You're, and I mean, she's, it's already different because she's married. So it's not like 
you know, like the other three are single, but she's married. So that's a different dynamic. I mean, you know, in, in a sense, like it's still some things that they can do that, you know, she can't do. But yeah, having a baby is like a whole, a whole big, because now your whole attention for the most part will be tending a baby, you know? Um, so you have to be more, um, you know, attention-wise towards the, the, this this new child compared to, oh, like they, they have the freedom, they can leave, they can go and do whatever they want to do and you don't have that anymore. So that could be hard too for a lot of people just to know like that freedom is going to be gone. I think all that works. Yeah. I think all of that kind of makes sense. Um, I, there was something else I wanted to ask about Issa. I'm trying to figure out some, like going through my head of her being at Coachella, then waking up the next day, her going to Seven Eleven. I'll get to the, we really talked about the Lawrence thing. There's really not much else to add about mm-hmm. that part. It was something else that I wanted to ask y'all about, but now I can't fucking remember. I don't know what it was. And I guess it just was not important. Okay. It wasn't important. <laughs> That's the best way I can yeah. look at it, man. It's, it wasn't a, uh, wasn't important if I forgot. It wasn't important. Yeah. I think we pretty much oh. ran the gamut of. Oh, I did, I'm, I'm glad I read my list. Cause I don't want to forget this one. Um, so her whole titty fit in Nathan's mouth. It did. Yeah. Boy, you got a big mouth. That happened. It was the Molly, mm-hmm. y'all. I mean, and it happened frequently in the sex scene. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to have... See, this is like flipped. You have shows. We're so used to having shows where you have the lead male characters get to have these uh, fuck ships throughout shows. Mm-hmm. They meet a beautiful woman. They have sex with them. They meet a beautiful woman, they have sex with them. And, you know, not to relate this directly with this, but sometimes I'm like, this old-looking white dude just randomly be running into these young, model-esque white women and fucking them freely, and they are just all about fucking this guy. And maybe maybe as uh, uh, Cook would say, the women sense that this guy who is the lead on this show has big dick energy. I don't know. But they jump at it. It's nice to see on Insecure Issa able to just find another good-looking dude and just be like, yeah, I'm fuck that nigga. Yeah. I'm gonna it's kind of like, uh, remember that show Californication? Yes, yes. That, mm-hmm. that white man looked like old leather. I don't know how he kept getting these women. They just wanted to fuck him. That's just how it be, right? So when I see Issa, I'm just like, girl, man, fuck that nigga. They, the dude's been doing this on television since television first came on. Like, the first three television shows, one of them was a dude who just randomly fucked beautiful women from the 1950s. Like, go ahead, Issa. Get your fuck on. It's about time. And it don't need to be like, oh, I've fallen for you and I would ruin my whole life for you type of fucking. It can legit just be Ferris wheel fucking, even though that's nasty. It, it can be that. And I'm completely cool with it. And I'm glad that they embraced that on this show. I agree. I'd be cool. Oh, yeah, totally agree. I'd be cool with Molly fucking drove if it was just for the dick. But she got attachment issues and shit. Yeah. So she has issues. She just has issues, period. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Um, last one, Tiffany. Tiffany, oh boy, this is the most I've ever liked. Yeah. So, (laughs) I am not gonna judge you as a pregnant person for living your life, but I did feel as I was watching her, I was like, girl, why you at Coachella? Nigga. You said people bring their kids to Coachella, though. Not you, Deidre did. They, say this. Oh, no. I, when do y'all say this? No, I did. So. No, and, and they do. I'm Like, no judgment in that regard. It's like, yo, if you want to go to Coachella, you're an adult. Go do what you want. But as I was just looking at her, I was just like, sis, why are you here? You <laughs> look like you're over it and tired. She said she was, too. She told Issa that in the car, trying to keep up with y'all. Like, things are changing. Mm-hmm. And it allowed Amanda Seal to actually, like, you know, display her acting chops really developed this character that we've all just seen as the bougie one in the group. And I've been trying to figure out for two and a half seasons why they're friends with her. Besides the fact that they've just known her forever. They even talked about that on the wind down that that was kind of like, Oh, this is why they're friends with her because like they actually have a bond just cause we don't see it all the time. And all we see is her just tearing them down. That's her. <laughs> that's her. Like that was the bond that they developed with her. Well, that's part of it. But there's another side to it, and we got to see it this episode. And I, I like the fact that all of her, a lot of her scenes were really funny too. When she mm-hmm. met old boy, when she met Galani, he tried to give her Molly, and she was like, "Uh, no." And then he was like, "I got edibles. I heard they're good for pregnancy." And she just straight up was like, "Nigga, I don't know you." <laughs> the whole closet scene, the weed baby call, and then the this closet is really well organized. While she's sitting there, Beyonce is a better mother than me. Yeah, she was. Wow. The the side eyes that she actually gave Nathan, that kind of should have been foreshadowing for her and Issa having a conversation at the end. But when they first meet Nathan, she gives him this, I hate this. I don't know who this nigga is, but I already don't fuck with him side eye. And everybody else is kind of like, oh, these niggas got drugs. We cool. Mm-hmm. And Ashley actually had a theory um, from watching the episode again that she's too sleep to come on the show and tell us, but she texted me and she was like, did I think that Tiffany called uh, that Tiffany told Darren or whatever to get Lawrence and Chad up there? And I was like, Watching it a second time, I don't think that's the case, but I could see why that might have been something that that people may have thought watching it because she was talking to Darren the day before, and I did notice the side eye she gave Nathan, and the whole conversation with Issa in the car is about change. Things are changing, mm-hmm. and Lauren, Issa not being with Lawrence is part of that change because her husband is best friends with him. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. Also, she almost stepped on Molly's head when she got her to go get water out of that fridge when they was hung over <laughs> the next morning. She says, it's only vodka in here. <laughs> was that what? I thought that was water. Remember when she opened the door, um, side door, there was a bottle. That was vodka. It looked like a water I bottle. I guess it was vodka. She said it was only vodka in there. Now, hold on. Now, that might be because if it was water in there, then she lied. Cause yeah, like if she when she opened it, I don't think she looked at the side door. Cause if you she opened the side door, there was you know those long water bottles. It mm-hmm. didn't look like a vodka bottle. It just looked like one of those 
like Voss or, you know, longer water bottles. And she was just like, I don't see any, um, we don't have any water here. That could have been one of them cheap, that could have been like a cheap bottle. Because remember beforehand, she was on the phone with her husband. Right. Well, that was the night before, but yeah. So I don't know. Because she woke up and walked and stumbled across the floor and almost stepped on Molly's face, which is why Molly woke up, started asking about her damn jacket again. And she walked over to the fridge and she opened it, looked inside, and she was kind of just standing there. Let me see. I'm looking right now. So she opens the fridge. Nope. It's about, it's absolutely a bottle of vodka. <laughs> it's the only thing That's in vodka? the fridge. Okay. Yes. It is a long, it's got a cork in it. Like it's a very big. When a, I looked at it, I was like, that looks like water on the side of the, um, okay. That's vodka. Okay. Now, it is a liter bottle of vodka for sure. <laughs> God damn. I know they came in liter bottles. Vodka? Like that? I've never seen vodka looking like that. I've never seen that particular vodka bottle, but yeah, it looks like one of the Russian drink bottles that I've seen before. Oh, I've she... always seen them like in a different shape glass. Like I've never seen it looking like that. Are you looking at it? No, I remember what I what it looked like. That's why I thought it was a water bottle. Yeah, that's why I had to go back and look. I didn't remember exactly what the damn thing looked like. Hmm. Okay, so she didn't lie. Let's see. She gets up. She almost steps on Molly's face, which makes Molly wake up. Either that or her feet stink, which makes Molly wake up. (laughs) She goes to the fridge. She opens the fridge. And what the fuck? Oh, I can't take a picture of it. But yeah, it is a... It's vodka. It's a vodka bottle. It's got a label on it. It's absolutely a vodka bottle. I don't know what vodka this is. I'm gonna rewatch it again because it, it was a hilarious episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it again. Yeah, I don't know what vodka this is, but it's definitely a vodka bottle. Vodka, I can't take okay. a screenshot. She didn't lie. Damn HBO app. Um, but yeah, so you know the conversation in the car, uh, just giving us a little bit more of her character. They talked about that in the wind down too. Mm-hmm. Us getting to see that side of things. So I, I thought that was dope. Yeah, I. I, I agree. Like, you know, we don't, we, like you said, we always see bougie, you know, Tiffany, like she has everything together and, you know, you don't get to see vulnerable. So it was good. Or even just kind of letting loose for a little bit. Cause you know, she said she had a little bit of the weed brownie or what the little bit of whatever edible. So just to see that, that side of her was nice to see. When even they, though I'm, my bad, go ahead. A little, no, I was gonna say, even it was funny when she was on the phone with her husband. <laughs> Lord, oh Lord, uh, I'm not looking forward to any calls like that, but I'm sure I will get them. Uh, if I have, I've gotten some actually already, so you just got to stop everything and tend to that. The scene, and they did a wide shot of this for a reason. I love like cinematography on purpose. They're when they're getting their band snipped because they're getting kicked out. Tiffany mm-hmm. is yelling, is everybody staring at us? And they do a wide shot, and there's literally no fucking body there to stare at them. And I'm thinking, what fucking reality is she in? Where she thinks everybody that's how either that or that she's high as hell off that edible. Everybody was high with a capital A. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I got to talk about my new favorite character. We never get her name right, but I got it. I got it this time. Nigga, that Trina scene that lasts all of 30 seconds. Oh, yes. 
I'm a ghost. She said, I got back. She said, girl, we got bed bugs. And, and then she starts looking at her arm and shit for him. And Issa's like, girl, you don't have bed bugs. Matter, you don't have any bugs. Matter of fact, you don't even have me. I'm not even here. I'm a ghost. And she said, oh. Oh, I don't fuck with ghosts. <laughs> that fucking realization that she don't fuck with ghosts. Oh, mm, I don't fuck with ghosts. She just walked away. I was like, hilarious. Uh-huh. First of all, I also need Issa to make a better um, going away sign. That she got some cardboard away. Look, she used her moving boxes. Okay, <laughs> she got to use what she got. She ain't making the big bucks yet. She put a lot of shit on there too. Like I always wonder how homeless people fit so much paragraph on them little cardboard cutouts. It's a lot of detail. Like she put all the information up there. Don't text me. Don't bother me. Don't tweet. Don't ask. Call this nigga. He lives here. His address is this. His social security is this. Like, Damn, she fit all the information on that shit. <laughs> oh gosh, yes, that was funny. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything else? I mean, we saw previews from next week, so it looks like they're gonna give us a catch up on what Lawrence has been up to since we missed him. Yeah, I mean, it, it easily my favorite episode of the season. Um, every time they have a girls' trip, it's always transformative for whatever reason. Like the last girls' trip they had was when Issa and Molly were beefing. Um. And then they finally made up. So yeah, no, this uh this was a good episode. Kelly for president. Yes. Totally agree with that. Kelly for president. <laughs> All right, and yeah. uh yeah. That's it. So everybody, thank you for joining us. Appreciate everybody listening. Tell a friend, tell everybody, let them know that the best insecure podcast is done here at West My 40 Acres. Shout out to all the co-hosts, uh, Miss Music Lover, Twan Burgundy, Jump for Joy, myself, Cora in the background barking because she wants to get out of this room because she's tired of hearing my voice and she has no idea what we're talking about because we're speaking in human. All, the, all those things that just make this podcast great. If you would like to reach out, send questions, comment. Well, if you want to comment, you can comment on the post that'll be in our Facebook group. Where's my 40 acres dot 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 the cheers of orphans that should be available if you're listening to it, it is, if you're listening to the episode, it's available now. And if you want to send us a question, you can just email us, podcast at wismo48.com. If you want to leave a voicemail, you can do that too, uh, 443-832-3494. Or you can actually just go to the post for this. It'll be on wismo48.com. And if you click on the post and you scroll down, you will see that there's a little phone symbol. If you click on that when you're on your phone, because the best way to visit our website is on your phone. If you click that, it'll start dialing. It will just jump forward and start dialing the number to our voicemail, and you can just leave a message. Listen to Ashley say some craziness, and then just go ahead and leave a message. So go ahead and do that, and I guess we got other stuff coming this week. We got this this is a new Craft Beer Killer episode that's up, so make sure you subscribe to the Craft Beer Killer feed, which is on iTunes. Search Craft Beer Killer, and you should be able to find it. It should pop up, so there's a new episode for that. If you are a premium member, we cranked out like five craft beer joints early, so y'all can check those out. We got some other episodes coming. I read the first chapter of this Hoodable book to myself, so I'm gonna record that this week for sure. And just I'm just gonna put it out. I don't I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna I really... read it. What's up? What's what's up? No, I I started that book. 
<laughs> wow. It's amazing. A, I'm sure it's a mess. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it is a mess. So, so that's what we'll do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and get my drink. And I'm going to sit down in front of this microphone and I'm just going to start reading and I'm going to take a shot for, I don't know, every ridiculous, every super ridiculous thing that, that is said in that book. So every hood name, every new hood name, I'll take a shot. And I'm pretty sure after page two, I'll be drunk as fuck. <clears throat> Y'all have to listen to me drunk read that shit. But it, it'll go how it goes, man, because these hoodables need to get read. And uh, I, I can't get to them fast, as fast as Quan Mills can put these shits out. It seems. I mean, he's churning them. I know. Like he trolling. Ridiculous. He trolling the hell. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these covers, I don't even think are real books. I just think they covers of books to come, like ideas he had, draft copies. <laughs> I don't think they're real. He he. Unless he's sitting behind the keyboard typing like Molly squared, I don't see how he's turning oh. out books like this. Oh my gosh! Like you look at his books, you like I don't know what this say. I don't speak lawyer, but this ain't right. I know he this might be right. just Tyler Perry, like how he just kind of, you know, did the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. Black people fucking up and finding light skin Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, y'all. We out. Holla at y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>